Welcome back to Chit Chat with Alley Cat. I'm your host, Alley Cat, and I'm back with Maureen. Hello, love. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to do that. No, I, I, I don't be sorry. I appreciate it. So we're kind of in a continuation of our previous podcast with a bit of a twist. Um, so we're not so much talking about authenticity, we're looking at awakening and some of the the details and nuances that come with that awakening. Um, and I feel like we had a really great conversation about like what that looks like. And I, I wonder if you would just share a little bit about like how you've come in and out of that awake asleep kind of situation. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of folks assume that awakening is this all day, every day ascension. Mm-hmm. That you're at this elevated point. And then you're in the light. Mm-hmm. And then you stay in the light. And you can levitate. Right. <laughs> I mean, for me, and, and I'm really glad to have the foundation of yoga, we were talking about the, um, the samadhi, which is the eighth limb of yoga, and it is also um, th- uh, the other way to say samadhi is enlightenment, that's what samadhi stands for, is, is, is a state of mind that isn't necessarily constant, at least n- not now in our modern um, everyday world of distractions, that um, this state of mind blinks in and out. Um, and that um, for me, one moment I, I feel enlightened, you know, I feel the light inside. And then the other, the very next moment I can f- feel slightly lost. Mm-hmm. But to know that I do have the tools for finding that state again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like when I find myself in this space of becoming enlightened, becoming uh, like awakened, and like even if it's a, if I'm making a choice about something or making a decision, um, it's this really uncomfortable growth process. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm like really groggy and I like sleeping a lot and just trying to like sort out like what is this what's going on Um, and often I already know the answer right and I often just am not listening to that answer and I think it reminds me of uh, the alchemist um, and like how I think it's not gonna completely botch the quote but basically when you choose or when you decide the universe conspires to make everything happen for you. Um, In that same vein, I also think about, like, when you don't listen, those just become bad omens. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they come back for you in a more aggressive state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, it happened in a way that made, like, it shook me awake. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I couldn't run from it. I couldn't hide from it. I couldn't um, say, oh, this isn't for me Mm because it was directly impacting me. And... I feel like people, like we were just talking about, they glorify like this awakening within your life or um, like coming to your purpose. Mm-hmm. Not just following your passions, but like coming in line with your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it is like that caterpillar to the butterfly situation. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's really messy and it's really gross and it's really painful. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need those moments to... Um, come into our path to really um, support our future and to get uh, to the next phase right mm-hmm. like if we even just take the analogy that's the word I was looking for of the caterpillar and the butterfly it's going from phase to phase to phase mm-hmm. and I think for me part of the, when when 
when I get a message, when I get an intuitive message and I don't listen to it, it's, it's, it's because I'm scared mm-hmm. because I'm scared of, Ooh, of, of the growth, it. right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause when you were talking, I was like, so when we get intuitive messages and we know, or like when we feel those messages in our gut, mm-hmm. why don't we some, like, why don't we always follow those? Oh, it's and I totally think it's, fear. it's the fear. It's the fear of the, the pain, whether it's emotional pain, whether it's physical pain, mm-hmm. but the caterpillar is going through this potentially painful transformation right or the plant that breaks through the dirt is going through a potentially painful and that's the nature of the beast right it's like inevitable it's inevitable and if we don't go if we if we're not willing to take the risk to go through that transformative process we're missing out on what's on the other side right yes (laughs) right spoke to my life yeah for all yeah. of us. Yeah. And, and so the, the trusting that there is something mm-hmm. <laughs> on the other side, I think it, for me, um, is, is the, my biggest hurdle. I'm mm-hmm. not, I, I've never been one who, um, you know, I, I'm not faith-based. I, I didn't grow up with a faith, you know, a, a, a sort of a knowing that things were going to work out. So I've had to build that faith and that trust sort of in myself. Um, and I'm not perfect, right? But I know that when I do... Mm, just take that little bit of risk mm-hmm. that um, that I that I that I do get to to the next level. See, and I grew up really faith based, like mm-hmm. very Baptist family. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when it came to my mental health, there wasn't so much um, understanding uh, around that, like around mm-hmm. the process, around like where I was or how I was feeling. It was a lot of like, well, pray about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just have faith. Like, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll all work out. And in some ways, I really have learned from that faith and like holding on and believing when you have nothing, when you don't see the light, when there's, there's no like horizon. But on the other aspect, I really like wonder what kind of damage that did to my psyche when I was like, well, like nothing is coming together right mm-hmm. now. And I want to keep believing but like it was like unguided faith Mm -hmm. and so like I feel like we talked a little bit about like that guidance that you feel like you have been like placed to like really hold for people Mm -hmm. um and I feel like when I went through my initial like awakening periods like I think when I first started listening Mm -hmm. I was pretty unguided um and then a mentor that I had had passed away and so I was like well am I going to have any people that can guide me? Like, I was like, what's happening? Like, what, um, like how, you know, how am I going to go through these processes and how can I really tap in when I don't really see anyone going through similar situations or talking about these situations? Um, and I really felt isolated on Mm -hmm. top of the fact that I was already isolating. So I was putting myself in this little corner and, assuming there's no one around rather than asking for support or talking to other people. Um, and I feel like once I started doing that, mm-hmm. everything shifted. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I think about my essential oils, like I literally started blending those cause I was at my break, like breaking point. And I was like, I'm going to blend these oils. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to be happy again. Like this has to be something. <laughs> there's gotta be something here. Yeah. 
and it was so funny because it was it was so innate like mm-hmm. my grandma always cooked without like measuring anything like she was just getting the kitchen and like whip stuff up and I just grew up with her like blending things and putting together whatever was good and so when I got to the oils I tapped back into this ancestry mm-hmm. that I didn't even realize I had but again it was another awakening of me um using my gifts mm-hmm. and like exploring them mm-hmm. and I wonder for you like if there was a point where you realized what your gifts were and thought about how you would explore them in a way that was most authentic to you mm-hmm. I think I'm still discovering my gifts uh, I think that um, one of the things that I've that I think at least that I've always been good at is is uh, leading like leader um, that sort of manifested in my early years as being very bossy, um, <laughs> you know, being on teams and, and, and being the one to sort of make the rules and to, um, to tell people what to do, where they were going, et cetera, and so on. Mm-hmm. But, but ne- now, in, you know, in, in my uh, role as a, a, a yoga teacher, that, um, that I'm, I'm, I'm helping people I'm teaching people how to find their own um, firm foundation. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's probably at least one of my gifts um, is my, my ability to hold space for somebody else's messy process because my own awakening process was very messy and continues not to be so clean. Um, <laughs> And uh, so I'm hoping that my own experiences in which I don't think that I actually had somebody that I could go talk to. Can we cuss on this show? Yeah. And say, what the fuck is going on? Right? Because that's what was happening in my mind. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I had nobody. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I hope that, um, that and, and, you know, maybe this podcast will spark some conversations, spark some groups, because I, I really think that um, it, our modern day society, our materialistic society does not have spaces where people can really talk about the, the, the real nitty gritty awakening process, which to me just means that we're all connected. Like at the end of the day, I think that my... Um, my sort of spiritual awakening was was uh, seeing this thing called duality, um, up, down, hot, cold, and sort of no space in between, and realizing that there was underlying this duality a unity, a unity that we are all connected, mm-hmm. um, and I hold that sort of that sort of un- unity consciousness to this day. That um, that part of what is making us all so crazy is the separation mentality you know the idea that I'm separate from everybody else and I'm the only one that's going through this Mm -hmm. when fact of the matter is that as sort of one whole being we're all going through it and we're all at different phases Um, so I I hope that part of you know what my experience has um, has uh, helped me it's brought a, 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 a deeper understanding and a sense of compassion for um, for holding space for other people's confusion going through mm-hmm. the process of, of awakening, mm-hmm. the process of, of um, turning from a, a caterpillar to a butterfly and right. being like, what the fuck is going on? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, darling, here's what's going on. You're not going crazy. Yeah. You like know? you said, like, we're, like, we are assuming that we're the only ones going through it, both in this way of, like, oh, I've been bestowed this power, this energy, mm-hmm. and then in this way of, like, what is going on? Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Um, and I, I really feel like we either, like, we do or we don't tap in, right? So, like, you mentioned with yoga, like, it's this intentional time to, like, come back to your body, to come back to, like, your spiritual alignment Mm -hmm. and come back to your breath. And Mm -hmm. I feel like breathing is a really big part of that journey. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of us don't breathe properly. We breathe, like, from our chest up. Up. Mm -hmm. No deep breathing for us. No. And it's crazy because I feel like that is so normalized. Like, people (laughs) don't breathe from their bellies. And that's where a lot of our intuition sits. It's a lot of, you know, our our old, old knowing. And so it's just building up this energy. So a lot of people, like I have dealt with a lot of anxiety. And the anxiety will be in my chest and in my stomach and everything, everywhere. And I remember someone asked me, you know, how's your anxiety been going? Like, how have you been feeling? Like, I know you've been doing a lot. I know you've been in a lot of spaces. But how has that been going for you? And I was like, you know... Once I realized, like, what my, like, purpose, like, was, I realized I had to master my anxiety. Not to say that it doesn't exist. I just had to know exactly what I needed to have near me or around me or what I needed to do, like, what healthy coping I had to do to, like, make it work out. Because, like, I would be in these big meetings or I'd be in these, like, like at a conference or something, and I have a panic attack before performances Mm -hmm. I'd have a panic attack so being like okay let me not have a full-on breakdown let me pull out some you know lavender oil let me pull out my rose quartz like let me think about what works for me like do I need to go on a walk I need to stretch outside in the fresh air Mm -hmm. like I would just like like break it into my brain of like what do I need to do to like really step into this process and I think like it's really easy for people to talk about these like magical ways of moving through the world, um, but it's not so easy to talk about that messy, messy mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of my journey was really messy in the ways that I couldn't see. Mm-hmm. So it was messy in my own life, but it was messy like that I wasn't talking to people about it, that I wasn't talking to close friends or family. So I was assuming they wouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say, so why weren't you talking to people about it? And that was something I realized I've been I've done for a while. That like mm-hmm. there's an assumption that people wouldn't understand, mm-hmm. um, which is not fair to them. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they don't understand, like mm-hmm. that's uh, like that's an experience to have. But um, I think I've just been kind of learning in that of like, okay, well, how can I share my journey? And mm-hmm. I think. Um, through my writing, I've been really able to share my journeys. Um, this podcast has been fun. Um, mm-hmm. Just a really great space to talk about it because mm-hmm. I think I have held a lot of things in. Um, but when I think about, yeah, awakening, enlightenment, these journeys, like these are these key like catchphrases that people use. It's often like how I think about um, like Siddhartha, mm-hmm. like this beautiful ascension and Mm -hmm. like if you think about that book I'm not sure if you read that Mm -mm, book mm -mm. so like he goes through all of this journey of like like being rich and then being poor and then like being like in like basically someone's ideal like 
heaven space of having all the money and food and women that he wants and then he goes on to just be this like um like ascended master just goes on by himself Mm -hmm. um and i was reading that book when i went to cuba and i was on a bus and i like finished the book as we were like going over this horizon of this like water and i remember just sitting there like wow and I cried because I was like, I never thought I'd be here. Mm-hmm. And after that year that I'd had before I went, I didn't plan on being there. Mm-hmm. I didn't plan on being anywhere. Um, and so just being able to sit in that moment, to like bask in that beauty and then like really sit with myself. Like it wasn't about what I could do for other people or who I could be for other people, but it was like, what do I want to be for me? Who do I want to be in the world? How do I want to move through spaces? Um, and really like hold that and I don't think that we get that opportunity there's so much place on us so mm-hmm. early that the expectations feel like um, like prescriptions mm-hmm. you know like you have to be this this is like out the out the bat this is who you're going to be this is how you're going to be it and if you don't get get with the program mm-hmm. you're going to be ostracized or you're not going to be a success and this is funny because I think it, this is tying directly into that conversation we had about authenticity. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, for me, when I think about um, sharing some of my really messy journey with other people and um, thinking that they might not understand, I mean, I actually had that experience. I, you know, when I first started coming into some of these um, uh, uh, understandings about really how how the universe works right quite frankly quantum physics came up you know and I was have trying to have these conversations with my mom about how quantum physics ties to string theory and then the, I was able to like move this thing with my mind and mom no I really really like this really happened she did not understand right she held space for me um but I think about um part of what what has prevented me from having conversations about my experiences with other people is the fear that not only will I not be understood, but I'll be judged or I'll Mm. be called crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there is a certain um, amount of sort of testing the waters of insanity that I've had to do in order to, to come back to a deeper understanding of who and what I really am, mm-hmm. which is an unlimited being, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before coming into this, um, um, before coming into this light, I really saw myself as as how I was prescribed from the outside world, like you were talking about, like mm-hmm. you have to be this way and you have to go do this and mm-hmm. you have to have this in order to be considered a successful being and not ostracized. Mm-hmm. After coming into this great deal of light, I realized that that was all bullshit. Yep. Right. So, um, yeah. So I think that for me, it, you know, it, the idea of authenticity um, is very much connected to um, the awakening process. Mm-hmm. I'm being asked by the universe and my guides and my ancestors to continue to push the boundaries of what I think people will be able to tolerate. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, 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 or understand. Mm-hmm. And if they don't understand, that's okay. 
mm-hmm. right? And, and, and just living with that, living just with the discomfort of, oh, shit, that person really thinks I'm crazy because I just talked about the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, or when you, even when you mention, like, your ancestors or spirit guides, people mm-hmm. are like, what does that mean? Right? And, um. and really, it's just their own not knowing mm-hmm. you know i mean discomfort that, with not knowing yeah and so like you said it makes it the situation of like judgment of like well why do you even believe in that what does that even mean to you i get that a lot like i'm like okay you and understand it, that's okay for you right <laughs> and and if we're all mirrors of each other right the judgment is really just a reflection back onto them of something that they're judging within themselves right mm-hmm. so when we take the risk to expose you know the, the parts of our journey that were really helpful or p- the ways that we understand the world that maybe other people don't quite understand when we take that risk to just expose that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's, I think where, where the gold lies, you know, yeah. is just be, being willing to take the risk to have people laugh at your ideas. Yep. You know, I completely agree. Like Galileo, Right. I mean, he was willing to take the risk that, you know, people were when people laughed at his, his ideas and you know what, Galilea ended up being right. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, you know, I, nothing ever changes unless we change. Um, and just being mm-hmm. willing to sit with that discomfort of not being understood or, you know, being thought of as, as crazy. Yeah. Or and finding those people that are that are that are not that they're not gonna think that you're crazy and right. they're gonna be like, Oh, really? I had that same idea or I had mm-hmm. that same experience. I'm so glad I found you. Mm-hmm. And I think that we are also coming back together with our people who are like, you know, willing to take that journey with us mm-hmm. and be willing to expose their brand and form of crazy. Right. Right? Like those limits that we've had and I I was thinking like for me the risk is not so much um people's judgments of me but more of like that it's like that fear like I have had that fear to take the leap Mm -hmm. and for me the fear it stems around like this fear of like expectation and success like Mm -hmm. we were kind of talking about it a little bit earlier um of like well what happens if this takes off in this way and then I'm expected Mm-hmm. to produce or create on this level. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of my fear around my, like, just, I don't want to say, like, talent and gifts, but, like, the things I realize I've been set to do in this in this capacity, in this body, mm-hmm. um, it's really been not so much about how, how other people will receive it, because mm-hmm. I think about a lot of my favorites, um, they weren't respected when they were doing mm-hmm. what they were doing, when they were creating the music or the art or the platforms that they were creating and like holding space for they weren't like they didn't have huge followings Mm -hmm. and the huge followings that they got happened you know after some event or after death or you know after some mass movements Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people are wanting this notoriety like this instant gratification Mm -hmm. of people being along with them on their journey mm-hmm. um, and understanding it or supporting it even. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I appreciate what you're saying around like calling in this tribe, mm-hmm. calling in the people um, and the places and like the energies that are like essentially we're better together. Because we're all connected. I just did this with my hands. Right? Too. So <laughs> even if we don't. Like, well, with my hands together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, the idea of like 
when you started talking about um, what your fears about not being about being judged or, or ostracized but more um, being afraid of the expectations right mm-hmm. what came to mind is well a couple of things first of all then when you have that thought you're not in the now moment right mm-hmm. you're already in the future right we have to stay in this now moment mm-hmm. and then the other thing that came right that's where the anxiety is the anxiety is never in the now moment no. the anxiety is it's you're so in the past the or the future yeah. or the past right yeah. thinking about all the shit that you you know think that you did wrong um here's what's been coming up for me lately and it's been coming up with black to yoga mm-hmm. um is that um uh i'm not responsible for the result right i'm responsible for listening to my intuition about what i'm bringing forth with black to yoga which is a good thing mm-hmm. right and putting one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. and letting the results go, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I'm not responsible for that. If I am, if my intention, mm-hmm. if I'm listening to my intuition and if my intention is one that I think is pure and good, mm-hmm. then I just, my responsibility is to put one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. and let the results go. And whatever happens is what's supposed to happen because if my intention is good, then that means that the universe and I are aligned. Right. And then that's where the trust comes in, yep. right? Mm-hmm. But it's just always coming back to, okay, I have this intention, so I'm going to put this foot in front of the other and then that foot in front of the other. And continuously, when I start picking up that future, letting it go. Just throwing it back. Letting it go. Just <laughs> dropping it. And then I pick it up again. And then I drop it. And then I pick it up again. Mm-hmm. And it's a practice. That you is know? So, yeah. I think it's all a practice, yep. essentially. Like practicing that presence, mm-hmm. practicing the intention, um, and not wavering so much in that. Um, and I think that is really good to learn from, you know, have your, you know, the lessons that you've learned from and be able to grow in any capacity. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think it's like us getting back to being the student. Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't know everything, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. haven't conquered all the things. Um, and so, I just wonder, hmm, like, what is something that you do now mm-hmm. to keep you grounded mm-hmm. in your own awakening journey? And I know, like, as we said, we go back and forth and okay, I'm awake and I'm asleep, and mm-hmm. I'm awake and I'm asleep. Um, but how do you tap back in when you know you're completely tapped out? my breath I think my breath is probably the my greatest tool my greatest ally because it's always there mm-hmm. you know I also write I also you know do asana you know the, the third limb of yoga I take a lot of saunas and a lot of steam baths mm-hmm. um, I think that my most constant companion is my breath and just man just one deep breath just one deep belly breath brings instant calm because that's it's physiology you know Um, breathing and slowing down the breath and taking deeper breaths is connected to the parasympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. which is the the calm it's the system in of our body that um, rest and digest that's Mm -hmm. what my my black yoga sister kirsten pointed out it's the rest and Mm. digest um uh, system of the body Mm -hmm. so um it's so interesting because I've been practicing yoga for many, many years, and it's really just this last probably probably year and a half since I've been with doing black tea yoga that I really started tapping into my breath at the most 
interesting moments. A lot of times when I'm in the car and I'm getting frustrated at the driver ahead of me. <laughs> yep. And I remember my breath. Mm-hmm. And just take a deep exhale and how just that sense of clarity just instantly comes. Yep. You know, and then I lose it again. And then I remember. And then I lose it. And then I remember. Mm-hmm. I would agree yeah. with that. I feel like breath has been a big one for me. I also was thinking about meditation like Mm -hmm. the stillness Mm -hmm. um and meditation in several forms like I realized for a long time I didn't didn't know this but I was going to concerts as a form of like meditation and release Mm -hmm. um because I I truly believe in dance meditation and there's you know you don't always have to be sitting in lotus pose and Mm -hmm. you know chanting to -hmm. be meditating um so for me it was like okay, like I'm finding ways for my body to release and expand and express. Um, and I think that doesn't want it to be a concert, but even just dancing in my room. Dancing. Like now that you mentioned party. dancing, I'm like, uh-huh. You know, like having dancing. a dance party. Mm-hmm. Just being like in it, not so worried about other people and what they think about what I look like or how I'm moving or how I'm singing the song. Mm-hmm. Just like in it. Um, and I feel like I've had a lot of like incredible artists who touch my life and I'm like, this is, this is everything. And just those like coming back to self moments, mm-hmm. cause it's so easy to like pull out of yourself and tap into our little black screens and, mm-hmm. you know, sit with whatever other people are doing. And it's so funny cause they're sitting with what you're doing and like regurgitating it back at you. Well, I heard you doing this and I saw you doing that. And oh my gosh, like, could you talk to me? Do you want to ask me about mm-hmm. how I'm doing? Can mm-hmm. we have a conversation? <laughs> um, but I, I think, yeah, coming back to movement. Mm-hmm. I think movement is my like awakening. And it does include yoga. Like, I've mm-hmm. definitely had those moments where I'm like, okay. Like, I come back into to, to Dawson and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Especially the whole slow roll up, it just reminds me of like in life that it's kind of like a roller coaster mm-hmm. that comes up slowly and like sometimes drops, mm-hmm. but also sometimes can sit there for a second where you can see the scenery and take everything in. And I feel like we need more of that, the more of the self exploration. Because mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. isn't so much. People are just like, well, someone's going to tell me who I have to be. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I have. Or I'm telling other people who I am and they're not listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I want everyone who's listening to just dive into that. Dive into whatever that is for them. Because I feel like it's that spectrum, right? Some moments might be telling people who you are. Some mm-hmm. moments might be listening. So people are t- like telling you that you're capable of. Um, and really honoring that. Like really holding that space for for encouragement, for empowerment. Mm-hmm. Rather than, I know what I want to do. Like, like just hold that space open because you never know what you might find there. And with the understanding that we... we, I mean, I think that we make assumptions about what other people are going through mm-hmm. uh, or not going through or how they're feeling. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and just remembering that because we're all connected, uh, we're all going through... Uh, a metamorphosis you mm-hmm. know and it looks different for everybody at the same time we're all human oh right yes. so mm-hmm. so we're, we're, we're hold, holding space for the idea that 
when I'm looking at that other person and thinking that they have it all together, um, I might not be right about that. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I'm thinking of a, a particular person and I won't name her name, but it's another yoga teacher that I just feel like, you know, she's just, she's just got it made, you know, she's, she's got all her shit together and she's completely 100%, um, you know, in, in her, in her mind, breath and body. And th there cannot possibly be, um, it, it, she cannot possibly, um, have a, a, a moment or, or, a, um, she can't, she cannot possibly have thoughts of insecurity mm -hmm. or, um, uh, thoughts of, uh, not knowing. And then I see her open up on Instagram sometimes and I'm just like, wow, even her, mm -hmm. like even this woman, yes, Maureen, even this woman and, 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 and her being open and bold enough mm -hmm. to share her, um, her struggles is a gift. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives me permission mm -hmm. to, 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 to number one, relax in my own head and my own mind about where I should be and what I should be doing. Yep. And also to share my moments of insecurity and not knowing mm -hmm. with other people mm -hmm. so that they might understand that we're all human. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're all human. We're all doing this together. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that a lot. Like, I feel like a lot of things fall apart so other things can fall together. But I've also been on the, like, the other end of that expectation of like, well, I just assumed your life was like this because I just, I just see you doing all these things. Mm -hmm. And for me, I feel like I have to like myth buster mm -hmm. a lot of my life. And it makes me laugh because I'm like, if you asked me, if you talked to me, you know, if we had a conversation about it, you'd be able to understand. But I think, yeah, we are at this really interesting age of like voyeurism and comparison. So I'm seeing your life and I'm instantly comparing mine. But we've curated these lives. Mm -hmm. Like we've really put intention. Some people haven't. Some people just throw things up. But for the most part, like you have a reflective thought about what you're going to share with the world. Mm -hmm. So it's it's curated. And mm -hmm. I think people don't hold on to that as much. They, they like to think about what they're seeing and how they're seeing it. And a lot of the healers I know are not up sharing their messy, messy stories. I know there is one. And I know you follow her too, the Trap Witch. Uh-huh. And she'll share. And I love that she shares like her realness of her journey, she'll uh -huh. get emotional. Like she goes there, uh, but that's and a rarity. And she's really popular, right? Mm -hmm. Because people want to know that other people struggle. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to know that they're not alone in their struggle. Mm -hmm. um, to to just to have permission to like be messy. Mm -hmm. um, I think is really important for people to see especially with healers. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for people to see that he, he, he it's messy mm -hmm. for everybody. Yeah. Nobody is immune to, 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 to the, the messiness, mm -hmm. you know, nobody is immune to that. It's part right. of the journey. It's part of the journey of the caterpillar to the butterfly. It's going to be messy mm -hmm. and it's going to look different for everybody. You, one cannot escape that. At least that, that's my belief yeah. is that one cannot evolve and continue to evolve mm -hmm. without, um, uh, 
some things that aren't going to look so pretty yeah. and it's okay right but discomfort i think this change is not always comfortable it's rarely comfortable you that's know? my understanding mm-hmm. it's rarely comfortable mm-hmm. but we've had like a lot of people including myself have had this assumption of like once i did a b and c i should be on the way to eat like you know oh, like, yeah i should be able to just start past all this other stuff um and things are not as crystal clear as an equation and i think that it's easy for us to get caught up in like this methodology of okay well i went to college and i got this job and i should be happy right like i should be living my best life and that's not always true there's always you know gonna be some situation or some um disconnect and I feel like part of my journey has been learning from the disconnect and just finding connections in that like finding ways to make these bridges instead of walls and I think I had moments of building up these walls like I was saying I isolated I was creating these fortresses of solitude um and they weren't they weren't helping me Mm -hmm. they were they were actually hurting me more than anything else um, and then when I started connecting to people, and like I said, building those bridges, I was able to see like, oh my God, we're going through the same things mm-hmm. and we're not seeing that because we're not talking about it mm-hmm. because we think we're the only ones going through it. Um, it really was illuminating for me to be able to see, all right, not like misery loves company, but like accountability. Mm-hmm. Like I can talk to you about this because I know you get it mm-hmm. and you can talk to me about it because I'm going to encourage you because I also get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's like been a lot of that like crabs in a barrel mentality, like pulling people down to get yourself back up and being opportunistic. Um, that creates a lot of trust issues. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't want to open up and trust. Like you're sharing like your most vulnerable parts of yourself with people and they might just go use it against you. Mm-hmm. Right. But like you were saying earlier, I think it's really important for us to take that risk mm-hmm. because um, it could be like a life-changing moment. It could be a life-saving moment. Like I was telling one of my sisters recently, like she hosts this poetry night. And I was like, this poetry night saved my life for sure. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I was so suicidal. I was so depressed. Like I started coming and it shifted my entire perspective on my life. Mm-hmm. And she was like, People, other people have told me this. And I was like, you have to listen to that because mm-hmm. you're not just holding a platform for you to, you know, and like have your own awakening or your own, you know, notoriety, but you're holding space for other people to explore what that is for them. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really appreciate it. And I think that that's a lot of what y'all are doing with Black to Yoga. I think it's a lot of what a lot of people are doing in different healing capacities right now. And yeah, it it's happening so big. Happy. It's happening big right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. I think what makes me the happiest is that it's a lot of Black and Brown healers. Mm-hmm. A lot of like Black and Brown healers that are tapping back into ancestry. This is not new. Yeah, that word Sankofa, right? Go back and fetch it. I mean, that's really what it is, is going back and, and, and fetching what belongs to us and and making it work for us right mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and understanding that it's never been too far mm-hmm. i think we've had this like delusion that you know these things went for us or they're not going to come together and 
when you think like that, that is what your reality becomes. Like, I've experienced that. When you shift your mindset, your reality changes as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, never been too far. I mean, it's always actually been inside. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. genetically coded within us. That was that was one thing that I I learned along my journey is that our DNA is so powerful, right? This idea that ninety percent of our DNA is junk DNA is such a story. Mm-hmm. Um, that have you heard that mm-hmm. the, the idea of junk DNA? No. Yeah, yeah, junk DNA. It's named junk DNA, and it's about ninety percent of our DNA, and it's just the DNA where the the, the scientists don't exactly know what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but how could it be junk? Yeah, because what's the other ten percent doing? It's the 10% that they know how it actually works. And the other 90%, they call it junk DNA. But that's, that's the good stuff, right? That's, that's the mystery, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that has always been with us, always. Um, it's just what we were programmed to believe, mm-hmm. you know, that it, didn't, that it wasn't for us. But it was, right. ac- that it was actually us, you know, it was encoded. And I think that, um, yeah, what's going on right now is that we're all coming together and kind of cracking these codes and being like, mm-hmm. whoa, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's a it's an amazing time to be alive if we can hold space for that, you know. Yeah, I agree because I I think that it's easy for people to get inundated with you know our constant newsreel of like all of the the injustices and all the things that are going on. But when you're able to move back into the present moment where you are um, in space in community and then really tap into what that is it's a movement in itself Mm -hmm. and it like I I have been feeling like man this is like paradigm shifting truly Mm -hmm. like paradigm shifting and a lot of I feel like a lot of people that I've encountered um including myself just like didn't realize the power that we have as people as communities as groups to make change Mm -hmm. and not like in these systems that we know we're structurally created against us, but within systems that we create, mm-hmm. in places that we create. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really like, I want to encourage people to go start a group, go, you know, I don't know, go join a yoga class, go try something new or meditation or um, a book club, just something where you can get together with people and fellowship. And I feel like it doesn't have to be. Um, faith-based and it can be but it doesn't have to follow the structures that we've known it to have Mm -hmm. Um, because I I truly believe we're better together and I also think that it's important to identify when people want the best for like for you and when they want to see you fall Mm -hmm. and I I noticed that I have it's probably a whole other episode but I've had some frenemies who really would rather watch me struggle not to know that I'm human as well but to see me fall Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of mistrust came for me of like, well, I don't know who I could talk to about this because some people just want to see me fall. Mm-hmm. When I have good things to talk about, they don't want to listen because it's too good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I guess I also would like advise discernment, mm-hmm. <laughs> just discernment of like how you're sharing yourself with who. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, it's not always great to go on Instagram live and pour out your heart. Mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. it's not you know sometimes you just go have some tea with a friend or talk to someone you really care about and trust um but yeah i think that there's those levels right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah oh i just really appreciate you oh, this I is appreciate such a great talk too. um i 
Oh, one so thing, exciting. one thing I want to, yeah, one thing that I want to, I, I actually want to leave with, at yes. least on my journey, um, and this, this idea that it sort of comes and it goes and it comes and it goes, and it has with me several times, when, when I come back around, the, one of the most important lessons that I learn when I sort of dip into a dark space is mm. humility. Mm. Um, humility, the idea that just when I think that I know it all, I don't. Yep. I don't. And just being humble, like walking forth with just a great mm. deal of humility paired with as much grace as I can muster. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking at your wall and then you just radiate. Yes. Mm-hmm. With ease and with grace. Mm-hmm. Thank oh, God for grace. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Thank you, Maureen, for being on another episode of Chit Chat with Alley Cat. I feel like I'll be back soon. You're welcome. <laughs> you know I love being here. I love it. <laughs>